This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 172. Can you believe that? It's been 172 weeks or 172 weeks. Nobody says 172 weeks. Well, it could just be 172 episodes. No, but it's been consecutive weeks because we don't miss an episode ever. Is it? We never missed a uh, uh, week? Well, consecutive episodes as in I don't know when the first one took place as the second one took place. So it might be 170 consecutive weeks or 171 weeks. But anyway, I'm your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Uh, if Dave's listening, I am awesome as always. I'm also joined by Dave, as you heard him already. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. How are you doing today? I am doing great. It is 10.30 in the morning, and I am very excited to get this day started. Well, not started, but get it rolling. Why? Why, 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 why? What has your day been so far? I don't know. It started a few hours ago already, so... Just doing some reviewing my uh, class notes and everything like that. But I am pumped for this podcast, as always. I'm excited to be talking to all of these marks out there. See, that's messed um, up. Why are you going to call them marks? I mean, in a good sense, not the marks that we don't like. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference between marks we like and different and marks we do not like. Yeah, well. Some of them take it a little bit beyond. That's what she said. No, that's a terrible one. Let's That's just it, no, did that even no, make sense? Don't, no, it didn't. Let's just go to okay. fans' questions and comments. Oh, let me pull that up for a moment. <sighs> David, always unprepared. Not As I always forget to pull those up. Kicking All it right. off first, we have a question comment from Bizarro Will. Once again, this week has managed to pass by without the CM Punk of marking out. Chris, make his triumphant return. Will the Marks stop uh, hoping for it when his contract expires later this year? Will Chris appear on Stone Cold's podcast or some other indie podcast? Time will tell. Until then, another great episode as always. The new header on the site looks great. I'm sorry, it says good. I don't know why, <laughs> I, don't know why I stepped it up there. Putting us over a little bit too much there, huh? The, the new header on the site looks good. One question has the WWE shot their load, so to speak, with the network? Do you think they have more in the background to spur a few hundred thousand subscribers? I sure hope so. This week, I give Ring of Honor the win. WWE and TNA failed to make the 10 count. What does that mean, Shot like to sh- that they shot their load? Uh, does it mean like they got too excited for the network? Yeah, as in, like, they clearly, Vince said, 1 million subscribers, and they're only at 600. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, we mentioned it last week, I think, how he lost uh, 
what, $375 million in a day? Actually, we didn't mention it last week because it happened, I think, after, didn't it? I don't recall. Um, yeah, well, he's, Vince McMahon is not a billionaire anymore. Uh, apparently, he's only worth uh, $750 million now. I mean, how could one get by on just that? No, but it's not it's, even that. It's it's like it's a publicly traded company that you never want to see something like that dip. Oh, no. I mean, but they've been seeing a dip uh, gradually. But the main thing no, this the main reason gradually, why, though. Well, the main reason why it dipped so much recently was because uh, WWE signed a contract with NBC Universal, uh, a TV deal. And apparently, the WWE made it seem to the investors at the meeting that they were going to be going for a lot larger contract uh, that they did. And a lot of investors were very annoyed at them signing uh, significantly less than what was, um, I guess, led on to be. Well, let's, so now, let's face but, it, though. The investors aren't professional wrestling fans. Yeah, but still, I mean, if you tell investors that you're going to be per, uh, making a contract for this amount of money, right. uh, you're not, you're not going to be looking for anything less than this. You're leading them on to believe something, which is illegal. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's illegal to the point that now WWE is under investigation. Seriously? Yeah, they're under investigation for misleading the investors. Uh, I think uh, they're currently under investigation for two or three things. So, and this is all within the past week. That's just stupid. There's nothing to be investigated about. I mean, well, if they, have, if they if they lied to the investors, they're not yeah. lying. That's what they hoped for. The investors yeah, just didn't can't do that. The investors didn't read facts. Yeah, but you can't do that. Vince uh, Mick Foley actually brought up the point. Uh, what do you think that is possible that the that investors and everybody are getting confused be between that thin line yes, of 100%. pro wrestling and uh, reality. Yeah, 100%. Because like I said, the investors most likely aren't watching WWE, aren't knowing about WWE. So here then they turn it on or something and see Triple H. They see Stephanie McMahon. I mean, yeah. did Mick um, Foley say the same thing happened in 2007 when Vince McMahon got blown up in a limousine? I, I don't recall. I actually don't know how the stock did back then. And it's like, uh, but I mean, the stocks now it's going back up. It's at eleven dollars. I mean, if if now yeah, but it, it dropped now's, like now's the time to buy if you're going to. It dropped a lot. I I don't even know. If, I wouldn't. I don't think I would buy it until the uh, investigations are concluded. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Nothing. So I don't. I mean, I don't think anything is going to happen. I don't. Gonna, I don't know. You're not going to buy the stock anyway. Yeah, I don't know what could happen. I don't know if they could get fined, or I don't know what the consequences could be. You're waiting like, for the clearance the sale of stock? Yeah. <laughs> um, as for the other 1,000, I mean, they even said that if they do reach that goal of uh, the millions of subscribers that they need to break even with the network, that could all change within the, like, whenever they do meet that mark, the market could, also, could already be up. Or down, so it does. It could be a way different number. They may have to get a few more million than they originally thought. So, I mean, it's it's uh, all over the place. I don't know if they have any. They, I hope they have stuff, something prepared to uh, to bring in more subscribers. Because as of now, I don't. I think you're going to see a steady a steady stance. 
I don't know. We'll 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 have to see. I mean, I mean no, just, it's not a steady stance, so I'm pretty sure there's people every week getting the network. But there's also people. I I don't know. I I just don't see it. I mean, obviously, I don't see the the network numbers either. I don't I think, think I don't know who does. I think Vince jumped the gun and they they released the network way before it was ready to be released, and now they're gonna reap consequences. Is that the right word? Reap consequences. Uh, I don't know. Um, but I think, uh, I think they should add more content. I mean, I know they're adding every week, but, but even still what, like, I don't know if adding more content will bring in more fans. I mean, just because you've added a few more Monday Night Raws or ECW events, I I don't see that dragging in more people. Like what what would you do to add more, add more people? I, you need something creative. Subscribers. Maybe if you do air um, some house shows or I don't know, like I mean, the hugest incentive was buy this, get WrestleMania for free. Yeah, and but I mean now, but now you can still say that, but because you're getting those uh, upcoming pay per views for uh, for free, kind of, like you're paying for it, but basically you're getting the pay per views for nine ninety nine a month, and everything else you're getting for free. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, if they added another program to it, I don't see one specific program bringing in people. Right, and it's not. It's not something that's like WWE. They're they're gonna they're not gonna crumble ever. I shouldn't I say not. I shouldn't say ever, but they're. It's not a company that's going to. It's not in their future ever. I honestly, I don't think so either. I think that they could, obviously in the past, as we've seen, they could put the the shit of the shit, like the worst product out there. And no matter what you do, you're still, yeah, the ratings may not be as high. You're still going to be selling just as many tickets as you were. And even uh, even without that, they, they could, Vince McMahon could have like $500,000 and still fucking run. He'll I still, he'll I don't still know. I be think, Vince McMahon. He'll still have WWE. WWE will always be up there. Yeah. Um, next comment is from Jasmine. Hey, guys. Awesome episode as always. To answer Brandon's question on which of his impressions are great, I think all of them are. My favorites have to be the Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Big E impressions. Thank so... You. There is. Do you want to respond to that, or I said thank you. Yeah, uh, you want to give her any of those impressions? No. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't. Well, Jeez. No, no, no. Yeah, you don't want to push. Uh, I'm not a button. Shin- I'm not a button, David. You can't just push me. <laughs> easy. That was easy. So there is news that I am sure you guys have heard about Flair possibly managing Ziggler upon his return. I think that idea came up a couple of years ago as well. What do you guys think of this idea? Thanks again for what you do. Uh, what do you do for us every week? And thanks for wishing me luck on my finals at Reverse Enemsage. Uh, thank you very much for leaving a comment. Much appreciated, and thank you very much for listening. Uh, yeah, we saw the Flair news and everything. The stuff with the Ziggler. Apparently, Flair was asking to work as Ziggler's manager, but that was shot down. Now the thing that's coming up is Flair possibly managing uh, The Miz upon The Miz's return or even managing The Shield um, to kind of continue on with the Evolution feud. 
I think which, it's all garbage. Yeah, I think the most, the best, Ziggler doesn't need a manager. Um, Miz, I don't even think, Miz doesn't need a manager. Miz needs a valet. Like, Miz, I think, would benefit, in Ziggler, I think that they would benefit more from having a valet uh, as opposed to a, a manager like Flair. Flair is good to be a mouthpiece yeah. for And then also, let's just, let's just say the Shield don't need a manager. Yeah, no, not, not at all. But the thing is, Flair is good to put with someone that needs a uh, mouthpiece. No, he's not. I think he to get a start. Rick Flair took fine. all when he was with that Miz. With that Miz, when he was with the Miz that one time or two times, it was he awful. Took, he took all the attention off of Miz and his match and put it on himself. And that's, that's not what a manager does. And Ric Flair should not be coming back in 2014, 2015, 2016 WWE. I, if you I want him for a panel or something, if you want him for a guest appearance here or there, not as a managerial role, not as a general manager role, nothing like that. I agree with you. I mean, I'd be okay if he was uh, in a G- GM role or No, not even that. Panel. It's always about Ric Flair. Every time he's out there, it's Ric Flair. You well, isn't that the general manager that's, that's Ric Flair? But that's how he's always been. That's how Ric Flair has maintained his uh, status yeah, with pro wrestling what? for so long. Wrestling's changed. You can't have something like that. I don't know about that, but uh, it's like, oh, I'm gonna make a match, but first let me start wheeling, dealing, woo! But it's that's like, how he is. You can't do that. That takes all the focus off of people that young yes, talent. But that's what, yes, but that's what Flair has always been about. Flair has always been about him. That's why Flair is a right. Hall of Famer. That I mean, be on I mean, let's be honest. Look at all the Hall of Famers. Tell me one Hall of Famer that didn't put the spotlight only on him when he was out there. Okay, Coco Beware. Anybody else? What are you talking about? Like, I feel like everybody that is a Hall of Famer uh, has the tendency to put them in the spotlight ahead um, of others. Let me go right now to this this past class and say Paul Bearer. Well played, well played. It's none of I'm, I'm almost certain. None but what of about pro? Did. If you stick to pro wrestler wise, pro wrestler wise, did Jimmy Snuka ever? I don't, I don't know. Like he's a spotlight kind of a guy. But yeah, regardless, uh, that's one. Um, hope you did well on your finals. If you're still continuing them or whatever, hope you enjoy your summer break and everything like that. Uh, thank you, everybody, for commenting this week, leaving questions and comments. Much appreciated. Yes. Uh, please keep them coming in every week, markingout.com, and we will continue reading them and answering them. Uh, yeah, everything's on the table. Don't be shy. All right, want to get into some uh, sports entertainment? Yes, let's. All right, let's talk about some SmackDown. Where would you like to start? Let's start with the bads. Ooh, going with the bads. Or maybe we should start with the unfortunates, maybe. That's what we should call it. The unfortunate? The unfortunates? All right. Um, let's start off with Natalia versus Nikki. Uh, special ref was Eva Marie. This match was pretty shitty. First of all, I feel terrible for Eva Marie. I do too. I, I feel like it's one of those things like, oh... Let's see who we can embarrass. And let's yeah, put her I, out there. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like Eva Marie does get the uh, 
the I don't know what the saying is, but she does get the bad stuff usually. The bad end of the stick. Yeah, the bad end of the stick usually. Uh, maybe just because she is the most, I think that she's probably the most threat to any diva uh, look wise um, on the roster. Uh, so I do think that that may be a reason why. Um, but that finish to the match was awful. I don't like. I don't know if you could call it miscommunications or. I don't even. I don't know. I mean, there was a moment where both of their shoulders were on the mat. There was a moment where one was on the mat and the other one wasn't. Then they like it was all back and forth. I mean, I mean, she if, went to go count the pin when both the shoulders were. Yeah. What, after I mean, eventually. If you put an inexperienced referee in that kind of a position, you're going to panic. I mean, what what would you what would you do? I mean, you can't really if you count the three for both of them, you just got yourself in a lot of trouble. Well, like, well, that's saying that wasn't scripted like that. Well, if it was scripted like that, wouldn't she have started counting the three? I don't know. We'll find out on the next season of Total Divas on E Network. Very good. Uh, <laughs> oh, which is another thing I want to make mention of. Do it up. I don't. I really don't understand that Total Divas storyline. Uh, help me out. Oh, with the painting. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that makes no sense. Bree said it also. Yeah, I'm not a fan of. Are we it. gonna see Daniel Bryan versus Natalia? Bryan said it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it at all. I mean, and it was a decent painting. I didn't mind it. It didn't look bad. I would have Natty paint me. Isn't it like the thought that counts? Anyways, so well, I don't, I don't know why you would get that as a, a house. Well, a housewarming well, though, gift. A housewarming gift. I understand. Who's oh. to say that she even painted it herself? Yeah, right. They probably gave it to her. We're like, here, Natalia, you're gonna give this to Nikki this week on Total Divas. I have no doubt in my mind that she painted that. Yeah, with her toes. But uh, no, no, seriously, I don't, I don't doubt that she painted it. But yeah. it's like. She gave it to Nikki and John as a housewarming gift, but then she gave it to Bree and Brian as a wedding gift. I would never want a painting of myself for a wedding gift. It's all about I, the money. Yeah, right. Um, all right, next match we had was Titus O'Neil taking on Sheamus. Um, the good that Did I'm going to say to Nikki. I don't think we saw it said Nikki defeated Natalia. By the way, yeah, and, and uh, then Sheamus defeated Titus O'Neil. Yeah, but let me just uh, hit on that for a moment. The good out of this was they did give Titus O'Neil a good amount of mic time, and he owned it once again, proving why he should be, I think, used as a as a heel more often as they do and better than they do. Uh, I think it's stupid that they tried to continue a storyline that happened three weeks ago and then dropped off. I, I think it's stupid that you try to continue a storyline when there's no story. Yeah, and then Titus loses in less than, what, 20 seconds? Not even. Maybe eight seconds? No, it's not eight seconds. Yeah. No. Dude, it was mad quick. They ring I the counted bell. it. It was like 17-ish, 16-ish. No, it was a lot less because they didn't circle or I'm anything. I'm telling you, it was like Sheamus 16. just went in for that bro kick. Yeah, and then Sheamus took like five seconds, six seconds, seven seconds. Before All right, whatever. Him. But even still, I think that this is stupid. If you want to build up a storyline with them, have have Titus get his revenge on Sheamus. Don't let Sheamus go over oh, on Titus how, so how quickly. Could, how could you have him lose to the new United States champion? It who doesn't make who sense. Actually, 
who actually remembers that he's a U.S. champion? Not it, me, it just, obviously, with my comment. It just doesn't make sense. I just think Titus O'Neil, like you said, deserves way better than this. I mean, and, I, just, and I've said this way, not way before, I've said this before. I think we've been saying this even back when... Uh, millions of dollars, millions yeah. of dollars. He is golden on the mic and very unappreciated on the mic. Yeah, I so mean, it's time to shower some stuff off and get Titus O'Neil up there. I think he's he's very well spoken too, very. I think that they can mold him into a very. I, he could be an IC or United States champion. They just have to start building him up. I mean, they just have to start doing something with him. Yeah. Not not quick losses to Sheamus. It does nothing for Sheamus. Exactly. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to have uh, Titus O'Neil lose. Half of them, they did it last time, I think, that where Titus O'Neil did attack Sheamus backstage. Have him attack him backstage. Have him have something. Ha, let them have a match. How about that one? But it still makes zero sense for almost a month to go by. And then like, oh, let's play this clip from three weeks ago and then have this. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. It's like, who's booking uh, this? I mean, I, I still don't see the point of Sheamus being the United States champion. It doesn't, I mean, yeah, I he mean, doesn't other- need- other than, well, it just gives him more of a, a thing to do. Like, other than him just floating in the background. But isn't, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's other rest. Who is Sheamus even feuding with? Well, that's the thing. that He won the championship in a battle royal from Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose got his rematch and lost. So now Sky is the limit. Maybe it'll, so, it'll, maybe it'll be Titus O'Neil. Maybe but, it'll be Titus O'Neil being the next U.S. champion. But they got to build it at some point. Well, Having you got to start at some building. point. You, yeah, you got to start at some point too. I mean, as of next now, week I he could be jumped. I mean, he has no feud at all for this championship. But he just won it, so you got to remember that. Yeah. Um, you also had in the bad Santino defeating Damian Sandow. In I think another match that was under a minute. Yeah, very quickly. Uh, I'm still very. I still feel awkward whenever Santino molests um, Emma post match or even before the matches. I don't think you know what molest means. And where he ropes her and everything all over. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, even though they're trying to play it off as like bimbo, like funny kind of bimbo, awkward. Yeah. What does that mean? Nah, it's just awkward. Like the way that they're playing it off, like, oh, we're having fun, we're having fun. It's weird. No, it's Emma's. Santino likes Emma more than Emma likes Santino. That's what it, they're doing. Yeah, so he molests her. It's weird. He doesn't molest her, he hugs her. Yeah. There's no kind finger of... slippage. That's okay. Um, yeah, then Sandow started yelling after the match and everything. I don't see what it does. Well, first I mean, let me say that this this doesn't make Santino look stronger. Yeah, it just makes San- and it Sandow, looks Sandow look, look bad. Yeah, but the promo after the match about the current state of WWE is at least decent. It's obviously it's written like that, but he's a hundred percent right with what he's saying, saying that something big needs to change, and it's it's basically horseshit that in the, his position in the company is so low. Is this the only way to get people over? I, I um, mean, it usually it, like it seems like when they want someone to get over with the crowd, the way that they go about it is they speak the truth or they speak what the IWC says. I'm not saying that it hasn't happened before 
CM Punk, but since that whole quote-unquote pipe bomb happened... No, it's it's happened many times. Right. Bret Bre- Hart, I mean, every a lot since, of wrestlers have done it. But since, well, before that, we haven't seen it in, in years. So I mean, with, that, I, with that CM Punk thing, it like lit a spark and WWE's like, oh, a lot of people liked that pipe bomb thing. Yeah, but let's now... Let's fast forward, let's do it with AJ. Yeah, let's but now so many let's people do it are with doing somebody it. Else. Yes, and it's stupid. However, it it maybe it helps. I don't know. It always does, though. Let's give it a Miz. Let's. But it always do anything. It always does. The Miz, Ziggler, they, they they've done it. It always does give them a boost. But I think it's because it plays to the IWC. Oh. It doesn't play to an average. It plays to the IWC that. Yeah, and the IWC apparently writes storylines for TNA. So yeah. Pretty much, it seems like they just go to like an IWC forum and have like the wrestler like look at go through it. Okay, just repeat what you just read on on air, and that's what Sandow is doing. So I, don't think I mean, he's doing that. Nobody's writing that stuff. Uh, yeah, but I think it's kind of cheap. Nobody's writing that stuff on a forum. I should say. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm finding it a cheap way to get over. Well, um, however, it's not getting over. So yeah, but I still think it's cheap. Uh, on to the middles. We had Cesaro taking on our group. What? We had John Cena opening up SmackDown. Oh, who cares about that? Uh, I'm getting bored, kind of, with the whole Wyatt family promo on Raw, John Cena answering him on SmackDown and vice versa type of thing. I don't even watch the promos anymore. So, I uh, mean, the Bray Wyatt I do, but sometimes. I think something needs to change with this. I mean, it's how long has John Cena and Bray Wyatt have their thing going? And how long has it becoming into nothing? I mean, it's not really interesting anymore. Right. It kind of lost its spark. Uh, so, yes. Cesaro- After that, we had Adam Rose backstage. Come on, dude. With Byron Saxton. And I thought I was getting it. The whole Exotic Express and everything. But now I really just, I don't think I am. Like, <coughs> I don't understand. Like, the the only thing that could be going on, going on in a bus like that is fucking gangbangs. And that's it. And I don't think that these characters, like, I don't understand them. It's just a wild, crazy party. But what, nobody's going out dressed like that at parties that you're supposed to be at a party like. It catches your eye. If you have normal people out there, it's not going to do no, anything. No, no, no. I understand normal normalness, but you go to clubs like that, and they don't dress like that. They dress like you see people how they dress. They dress in like the neon clothes, the tight fucking booty shorts and stuff. Neon clothing. Yeah, he's going. He's uh, he's not somebody. What, what do you think Adam Rose is? What's what his do you mean? character? What? Who is Adam Rose? Adam Rose is just a party animal. I mean, he just wants to party, and he's not—he's not scared to fight. Yeah, and I think it's one of those people that go to those festivals and shit where they play that ping pong music. It's not something like they don't dress in a cheeseburger. I don't know. Nobody's there not, dressed like Captain America with a camel toe. I'm not getting your uh, stance on it. Um, I just—I don't understand. Like, I'm starting to like—it's stupid. All right, Cesaro defeated R-Truth in what was a decent match. I mean, nothing really to write home about. Yeah, I mean, I mean 
it nobody really cares. It was a forgettable match and doesn't do anything to advance Cesaro. No. And Paul Heyman cut a promo before the match. I'm still I'm over it. Yeah. Uh, in the goods, Goldust and Cody def- uh, lost to the Usos. This was it was a, a good match. I was gonna say this was a really good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Uh, good to fire. see that Cody. Good to see Cody and Goldust kind of uh, on the same page again. There was a fire lit under both teams. I think. Yeah, good match. Definitely uh, stepped it up within, I guess, compared to the po- uh, other weeks. And I think that the uh, the way that the Usos do their super kicks is is exactly how I want Tamina's to look. Yeah. Uh, Torito defeated Slater. Um, I hated the fact that JBL said that Torito was uh, twerking. Wow. He, he was just like, oh, he twerked. I don't get it. Stop name. Stop throwing out just random terms that you don't really know what they are and that you shouldn't even really be using. I mean, yeah, it's just it's, stupid. It's it, that that you said that reminds me of the fact that now before like every match WWE or commentators are like, Oh, and if you want to join in on the fucking Twitter, use hashtag this versus that. And it's like, you, you guys took tout and killed it. You guys took the WWE app and killed it. And now you're taking Twitter and like, even more so killing it. It I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I think that the reason they, I think they have a very good reason and smart reason for doing that for every segment and match to have its own hashtag. Cause it's easy for them to go back and see feedback from the fans. I think it's very easy for them to, if they want to see feedback for Torito versus later to see how I they could, you're giving them too much credit. I, they'll go to, they'll type in hashtag Torito versus uh, Slater and see and go through and see the feedback of it. I think it's very easy for them. I would love for that to be the reason, but I really think you're over crediting them. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Ziggler versus Batista. Wait, I wasn't done saying that I like the double jump moonsault that Torito hit for the win. Eh. What do you mean, eh? That was it so was, awesome. He did, he's done it before. No, I don't think I don't remember seeing that from there. It was eh. the middle of the rope. Yeah, he's done that. I don't recall that. Uh, Ziggler defeated Batista in what was... I mean, it was a good match it was for... A, it was as a long disqualification as, ending. Yeah, for as long as it went on. Ziggler cut a promo backstage, I believe, before the match about how uh, Batista came back and sucks. And he's 100% not wrong. And the, match, and the match... This match right here... What, what were we going to say first? Um, I, I I said it a few weeks ago. I think Batista is still impressing me. Yeah, I mean, but I'm not I'm not, not impressed. I'm not not impressed with what he's doing. But like he came back and was supposed to obviously their plans from the start. Batista's returning. He's gonna win the Royal Rumble, go to WrestleMania, be the biggest face there is. Yeah, and but then I he came back is, and I nobody cared. I think it's working out to their benefit that that didn't work out. Yeah, but now they reformed Evolution, which is whatever. But look what it did to the Shield. Right. I mean, their reforming of Evolution put them in a feud with Ambrose, Rollins, and uh, Reigns. I mean, you're having one of the possibly one of the top stables of the past be reformed to try to take down the Shield, and you're getting a lot of good matches out of all of them. And I think, and without it, you wouldn't be having this. You may, ha- you may already be having this shield separate by now. 
Yeah, but this is keeping them together. I'm. I think it's. I think it's good. But I'm just saying, it's Batista is not. It it didn't turn out as to how they hoped. Yeah. But uh, this Ziggler match proves that Ziggler belongs on the top of the mountain. He yeah. should be world champion soon, no doubt about that. Like that's a weird. Why did I say that like that? I do not know. Uh, and then do later, think, do you think so or no? Um. I don't think anytime soon. I mean, I don't. I can't see him drawing. Like I can't, I see, but I can't see anybody now. I mean, yes, I can see John Cena. Like people wanted to buy a pay per view to see him, like little kids and whatever. I can't really see anybody wanting to buy a pay per view to see a main event of uh, Ziggler. I don't think that's how Triple wrestling H. works anymore. I really don't. You know that? Which I don't think wrestling works like oh I'm gonna buy this to see this person. I don't think so either. I kind of think it's for sp- specific matches and storylines. Yeah, to see storylines play out. Dolph Ziggler ended up winning this match because Batista hit him with a low blow. Yeah, and uh, after the match, Batista hit a Batista bomb on Ziggler, almost dropping him. Did you I, see it? like what? I don't get it. How do you like? I thought the power bomb looked awesome. He almost dropped him. I thought it looked good. Um, main event, you saw John Cena defeating Eric Rowan. I'm not a fan of this Iron Claw throw thing that Rowan does. Why? I think that it should be like uh, he's done it once before, I think, like an Iron Claw choke slam, um, as opposed to like how he just threw him. So you would rather see him do 10 size finisher? I don't even remember what ten size finisher was. He grabbed the claw by their face and then like pulled them forward and then slammed them to the mat for the pin. I don't remember. No, like actually lift them up in the air. Well, that's difficult to do, no. No, you just jump. You ah. just have the other wrestler jump. That's it. That simple. Oh, I think um, this was definitely one of Rowan's better matches. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, he, he is he is improving a lot. Luke Harper tried to get involved uh, and Cena ducked it, and the Usos ran in and took him out. Yeah, little fun, exciting spots. Good match, good match. Um, yeah, let's move on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Let's kick it off with the bed. Yes, yes. No bad? Yes. No, there's a bad. There is bad. Stephanie McMahon came out to Daniel Bryan's theme song. Oh, wait. Hold up. Why is this bad? Why is it not? I love that. That was so stupid. We were told that Bryan had neck surgery. Mm -hmm. We were told that he's at home resting and recovering. Okay. Why would we expect him to come out? Did you see the crowd react? I don't understand that. That's so stupid. That's and the why, promo that she cut was fucking stupid to also. I I thought it was fine just for the fact that I love the fact when people use others' uh, theme songs to get heat with the crowd. It, just it doesn't worked. make sense. That doesn't it make worked. sense at all. And and you have to remember, did you see crowd like lifting yes. up and popping? Yes. I don't I don't recall seeing Yes, that. the fans got up and started doing the yes chant and everything. They oh. wanted to see Daniel Bryan and then Stephanie McMahon came out. I don't understand how you don't like that. It was stupid to me. How is that it's stupid? Overdone, obviously. How is it overdone? If this, when was the last time it's been done? I can't name it off the top of my head, but it was. I mean, recent. I think Paul Heyman did it uh, oh, a little bit ago, but so I think recent. that this, I think that this is awesome. 
there's no reason why this why anybody should be against someone using someone's theme song to get heat. I just thought it was terrible. It, but it worked for other people. It worked over. As soon as okay, that, as not soon as, everybody's a smart. Yeah. Well, what do you call me, a smart? Yeah, I'm joking though. As soon but, as that happened, I was like, nope, this is Stephanie. Yeah, but not everybody's thinking like you. I mean, look. Obviously, look at the crowd. The crowd went crazy for it. They 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 thought that Daniel Bryan was going to be there, even if he had to be there in a wheelchair or what or whatever he would have to be in there, uh, be there. He was going to be there. They expected it. I wonder if that would have happened in New York or Philadelphia. Yeah, of course it would. It just doesn't make sense. If you're at a live event and your favorite wrestler's theme song hits. And you, yeah. you, even though you know that they, you know for a fact that they are not going to be there, you yeah, know that they're, I know. I've experienced they're across that the country. With you. I've experienced exactly. that with you. Exactly. You know that they're across the country for a fact. If their theme song hits, you're going to pop for it, just because it's pro yeah, wrestling. I guess I see that. I mean, it's just, pro wrestling. You really never know. I'm happy you said that part though, with the whole if you hear your favorite wrestler's theme song, because I remember when you did that and I remember like there was no possibility of them being there. Yeah. There is zero. There could be, you can know consciously that there's no possibility, but once that theme song hits, you're going to go crazy for it because you're expecting that you, for that slight moment, you forget you like your reality. You lose your, like you kind of lose where your mind is. And it's funny because it's like every time, they have like video packages, whatever, and then Stone Cold's music hits. Everybody always like pops for it, even though like they know why would Stone Cold be here? Yeah, exactly. But I still, I thought I just thought it was stupid. The yeah. promo altogether was stupid. I mean, the promo I didn't even I could agree with was dumb. But the, for the use of the theme song, I'm happy that you could uh, understand my process with that. Well, I only understand it just because you popped huge for Triple H. Yeah, no, I I know. And he wasn't. Like, he was injured still. Yeah, there was no way possible that it could happen. I mean, that's not the only time that that's happened. I mean... Yeah, no, you did it again with Bret Hart's music. Yeah, and, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. But there's plenty of times overall. I mean, all of us have done it. It's no specific person or time. Bullshit, I've seen you do no, it. I, I don't mark out for stuff, really. Yeah, okay. And I haven't really popped. I was just talking with somebody yesterday or the other day about how... Like I don't, I don't, I don't watch, I don't, I don't pop for stuff. I was watching the Ranger game last night, and when they they scored that last goal for the for the tying the tie whatever, I popped huge, and I yelled out. And I don't really watch sports, but I was watching that and I popped. So it's like, and, and the last time with wrestling that I can remember doing that is WrestleMania twenty. I don't remember popping. Like, I don't yell and cheer as loud as I used to when I was a kid. You know what I mean? No, because I've seen you pop and cheer. When? And I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, you do. I don't though. You're a wrestling fan. No, I don't, I don't so then sit why do there you and go? cheer. I sit there to watch the entertaining matches. You I don't, do. I don't sit there like, oh my God, this just happened. It yes, doesn't you, happen to me. Yes, you have. You no. have. And one hundred percent not. Whatever, I don't give a shit. Middles, on to the middles. Um, Biggie Langston, Biggie defeated Ryback. Yeah, um, it was a beat the clock challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. So original of WWE to do this again. 
Yeah, I don't get why they're doing it again. Maybe just to fill up space, but... Like, well, how did the Intercontinental Championship just get won? What do you mean? Like, better who, it. Yeah, how? At uh, the pay-per-view, right? It was just... It wasn't... There wasn't a tournament attached to that, was there? Oh. <clears throat> but, yes. Yeah, Barrett won the tournament to get his number one contendership. Isn't that interesting? Why? Because why go from a tournament to a tournament? Well, this isn't a tournament. This is yeah, a big spot. Yeah, that's a, well, it's the same thing. Is it, you got to uh, wrestle matches to get to the outcome. I think it's more of an elimination kind of a, like I mean, It's an yeah, elimination tournament. It is, but I don't know. <laughs> It just, um, it just there was a stupid. spot where there was a spot where Biggie Langston completely face planted, which was pretty awesome. Um, where he was going over the back of Ryback, and he had he was supposed to land on his feet, and he landed on his face instead. That was pretty funny. I don't recall that, but I, I dislike that Langston beat Ryback to advance. I think it could have been the other way around to have Ryback drop out. Well, Ryback doesn't need to advance because he well, has neither some does he. with Axel right now. Langston just... doesn't need to advance. Hold on. Now he lost it, but whatever. Um, you got R-Truth and Naomi. Naomi, take it off Fandango and Layla. No, what are you talking match about? That never took place, though. They announced that was the match that was going to take place? Yep. R-Truth and what? Naomi were actually at the ringside already. Yeah, it was also Cameron there. Mm-hmm. It was also yeah. Cameron. Yeah, but they, they announced R-Truth and Naomi versus Spending and Layla. Uh, the match didn't even start because Summer Rae came out, kissed uh, Fandango, and then had a cat fight with Layla. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a total wasted segment. I just thought having Truth out there with the Funkadactyls was pointless. Well, it was because they, was, they were supposed to start a match. I mean, maybe they went about it wrong. Maybe they, I mean, yeah, they did announce it, but maybe they needed R Truth and Naomi in the actual ringer to show an entrance or something because, I mean, obviously. Well, there they, are they fans showed that, an entrance. Well, obviously, fans as yourself didn't even know that there was a match. Uh, where, who, where did you see that it was going to be that even? Because they announced it. Um, yeah, so that took place. I am hoping to see Summer Ray team up, align with someone that would take on Fandango and would start a small feud with him. Um, especially, maybe, maybe it'll be our truth. No, um, yeah, Rusev defeated Slater, and what was uh, I thought it was a fine match. I'm happy with it. Three man Bam were out there as the Union Jacks again. Got over huge. Uh, Rusev beat up Drew and Jinder before the match, and, and they and they made him look awesome. It looked I, awesome. I really I can't wait for Rusev to lose because I'm growing tired of this shtick. I am not getting tired of it at all. I am looking forward to him uh, facing off against, I guess, uh, bigger competitors. It's like I, I don't like going into matches and be like, oh, Rusev obviously well, is winning. That's how it's been since the start of time. Since uh, the with start pro of wrestling. time? Yes. Uh, RBD defeated Del Rio in what I thought was a shit-poor match. Um, you had a few spots where it looked like RBD was going to go for the Rolling Thunder. But you, instead, you had him jump over him for, and then go uh, rebound for a leg drop. Then you had him do it again, and he ended up for going for a senton flip. It was just... But you could agree that most of this match was terrible because of Rob Van Dam. Yes. Um, I am tired of RVD. I think he's too slow. I think he, does, I think he has to think too much in the ring about what he does. Do you think this is a match that Del Rio should have won? 
Yeah, I think Del Rio should have won this, especially because it was – no, it wasn't a beat the clock, was it? Yes. It was? All right. So I do think that Del Rio should have advanced instead of RVD. Um, I don't I don't like those spots where it looked like Del Rio wasn't in the right place for the Rolling Thunder. And I, don't, I just think RVD is done. He takes too long thinking about everything, even when he has to – uh, if he's going uh, rebounding off the rope or something, he's just—it looks like he's a step behind everybody else. This is funny. Oh yeah, no, I mean, not to say that I'm not a fan of him. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it, it's like, do you know why I said it's funny? Yeah, because this is what I was arguing against, uh, yeah. saying that I didn't see uh, a few weeks ago. And Brandon always sees the line, David. But now I just don't get it, like. He just seems like he's a little bit behind everybody. I don't know if it's his age, if it's him smoking too much weed, or maybe the pat the pace has just picked up a little bit too much for him. I don't know. Um, you also had Alicia Fox defeating Paige. Um, right? That was the next match? Yeah, and to me, the crowd barely seemed into Paige. Like, they were here in their moments, but for the most part, they just didn't care. I the thing I hated was why did Alicia Fox kick out of the page turner? I don't get that. I think that was a poor spot. Because what's the difference between this week and last week? Why right. is it last week she can hit the page turner and knock Alicia Fox out for a three count, while this week she can hit the page turner and Alicia Fox is just so determined that she is pissed off, she's not going to stand for it anymore, then she's going to kick out of it. I well, do not get it. That's like what I said last week. How is she going to hit the page turner, win, and then Alicia Fox is just going to roll out of the ring and become Superwoman and have like all the energy? A lot of wrestlers do do that, and I think that's poor selling. A lot of wrestlers do do that. And I think it was stupid for Alicia Fox to have the upper hand this whole match, especially see, against okay. the Divas champion. I am okay with it, but I do want to see Alicia Fox, um, Paige, show off her offense, especially in her own home crowd. Uh, let her get her offense in there. Let her get the pop from the crowd. What there was no reason for it. Um, Alicia Fox picked up the victory after following a kick to the head. Uh, and then she still celebrated and went crazy-ish and everything, that which I – as long as the commentators are not saying crazy or anything AJ-like, I'm okay with it. I did like her how she scaled the barricade walking across that. That was pretty cool. I liked the kick from Alicia Fox that started off the match. Yeah, that was a badass kick. Yeah. Alicia Fox has really picked it up a lot. Um, uh, it's, you know, Finley, Del Sol, I mean, um, uh, Sarah Del Rey, all those people involved <laughs> with the women's wrestling uh, in the WWE are really doing a good job right now. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, and it's funny, like, Finley got fired for whatever because he had to take the heat. He had to yeah, take someone the had for that to. spot or whatever, but it's like he should have never been fired. No, but you knew for a fact that uh, apparently, from what I hear, uh, McMahon fears Finley a little bit. Wow. Um, but I, would I too. mean, yeah, that's the thumb story, right? Yeah, that's the thumb story. Okay. Okay. Um, Up next, we had Adam Rose cutting a promo inside the ring. Uh, Jack Swagger came out with Zeb Coulter. I said it before. I don't. I hate the, the cheeseburger. Where's my cheeseburger? Oh, where's my lemon? It's like I really. That's people don't dress like that. Anyway. I don't know. I'm am okay with it. It's a lot of fun. It shows a lot of fun. It gets the crowd 
into a fun atmosphere. Uh, it's eye-catching to the younger audience. I just it's, think that it could be eye-catching to a younger audience and fun at the same time by having them dress in like uniform almost. I don't think so at all. I think that would get boring. I think that would get old. I think that would get... How, uh, it's, would but it, here it is. It's not Every single week. Every single week it's the same thing. How's that not getting old? How's that not boring? I, it's eye-catching. I don't think so. I to me, it's eye catching. I I want to see more. I want to watch it. I even watched the YouTube. But what's uh, what's eye catching about of it? the um the rosebuds? What's eye catching about it for you? Their outfits, their outfits, their uh, mannerisms. But so why, why can't you keep the mannerisms and why can't you keep the outfits and and have them be different? Nobody but, but you just said you just said be, you shouldn't have the outfits. Right, they should be different. Nobody should be out there dressed as Captain America. But that's the party atmosphere. That's the party aspect For of it. a fucking five-year-old. Okay, so? It shouldn't so, be like that at all. So what would you like? What In a Brandon world where he writes the storylines, what would you like them to be? Tank tops, neon clothing, glow sticks. Get the fuck out of here. Why, they got that in TNA and Robbie E's doing it right now. I don't know, dude. That's how they should be dressing. No way. That's Get exactly out of here. That's exactly what the Exotic Express means to me. Negative. Negative. You get a big negative on that, you know? No, you get a negative no, when you're no. wanting a cheeseburger to be, where's my cheeseburger? No, no, I'm okay with the cheeseburger. Cheeseburgers are actually pretty good. Yeah, they're great, but not yeah, in this I, sense. No, no, no. They are always great, and in this sense, they're still great. And I think it's dumb if, if you're going to be pushing a cheeseburger on SmackDown if you show up on Raw and you want your cheeseburger, it's a different cheeseburger. I'm going to hate the fact if Adam Rose is a vegetarian in real life. Why? Because then I know for a fact he's not enjoying those cheeseburgers. He's not eating the cheeseburger. No, but he should at some point, shouldn't he? Huh? No, you shouldn't. It's clearly a human under there. Who are you, JDL? <laughs> My God, it's a bull. All right, moving on to the goods, right? That's all the middles we got? Yeah, Bray Wyatt had a promo. Uh, I absolutely, absolutely, 100% love the fact that this segment cut off the opening video for Raw. I agree. I'm a big supporter of that. Uh, John Cena ran out from behind, took out Bray, and uh, then ran off. I thought it was a great way to start off war, uh, Raw. I, but I still, like I said with SmackDown, the, the repetitiveness of SmackDown promo here, Raw promo there, SmackDown here, yes. Raw there. I do get you on that sense. But when it comes to these promos, usually like CM Punk even, his promos got stale when he opened up Raw. It was like 10 minutes where you were like, all right, he's going to talk the truth and who gives a shit. Um, I feel like it's you have to be careful because you don't want to become that kind of a thing where even no matter how good of a promo cutter they are, it just becomes unbearable to pay attention and listen. Right, and that's... To me, that's exactly the same thing with the Rusev match right now. Yeah. Um, uh, we had Cesaro Sheamus. defeating yeah. Sheamus. I thought it was a good match. Yeah, I like this match, but the crowd seemed bored by it. I don't I don't think so. I disagree with you in that <sighs> aspect. There's no I mean, way. For the fact that, I mean, there was even a point, I noted in my notes, that there was a point where they were uh, battling each other with uh, punches and forearms, and the crowd was yelling, boo Yay! Ooh, but, but that, yeah, back and that forth. again, let me go back to the <laughs> whole uh, Alicia Fox and Paige match. It's little bits here and there where they'll share, but for the most part, it was nothing. 
I'm it's I, like Paul Heyman cut the, the promo before the match. Fans are booing him, but I'm sorry they I, were right on point when it came time to say the catchphrases. I'm sorry, I don't see what you're talking about with this match. I saw a crowd that was involved with it. I saw a crowd that wanted it. It wasn't, and they weren't even caring. For people from, I, I, I tweeted this, and people were like, oh, it's it's not. I said, how are the Europeans getting booed in Europe? And a lot of, everybody wrote back to us saying that, not everybody, but a lot of people wrote back to us saying that it's because Seamus and Cesaro, that, that people in Britain or whatever, London, don't consider themselves Europeans like Cesaro is or Seamus is. Well, yeah, they're not really... Um, they're, they're European. Yeah, but not really UK. I, um, it's, your, but, it's a country in Europe. All right, regardless, um, I, there was a shoulder tackle in that match where Seamus was going for the shoulder tackle off the turnbuckle, and then he got nailed with the European uppercut. I thought that spot was sick. Um, I like the fact that Cesaro won the match by the German pin, uh, German pin, uh, German suplex pin, and then refused to shake the hand of Sheamus even after the match. If you could have Cesaro defeat Sheamus in a match like this, who is the U.S. champion, doesn't that go kind of back with what we were talking about before with Titus O'Neil losing to Sheamus, how he can't beat him? No. Why? Because it goes back to champions can't always win. But then why couldn't Titus pick up a victory over Sheamus? I mean, because back then... WWE would never do that. Yes, but back then, pretty much your argument was that Titus couldn't pick up the victory over Sheamus because Sheamus just won the championship very recently. Yeah, that was last week. But so now three days later, it's okay for Sheamus to lose a match? I guess, yeah. I guess it shouldn't really be like that, but Cesaro's better than, not better than, bigger than Sheamus, I guess. You know what I mean? Like if Cena was in that match, Cena would win. Yeah, I'm I'm good by it. Cesaro's in like that position right now where it's like, oh, and it just doesn't make sense. I still, is Cesaro face or heel? Cesaro is a, he's a tweener. I mean, I... I mean, really, just, I mean, Vince McMahon's not even going with faces and heels anymore. Oh, is he? Yeah. So, I mean, you can't label a wrestler, Brandon. Yeah, you can. I yeah. just I just don't like the crowd. It's like Paul I love Heyman, the they're sitting here, they'll boo Paul Heyman and then do the stupid fucking catchphrases. It just doesn't. I love, I love the UK. Um, yeah, they but Cesaro, so do you week. think that Cesaro's going to beat Sheamus at some point, and can we see a European championship? I don't know. I've been saying this for, what, three years now? Yeah, but now it's coming to, uh... It always has. Yeah. Um, the next good that we have is what? Seth Rollins defeated Batista via disqualification. Uh, was, I thought it was a good match before the DQ. Very. Triple, yeah, Triple H came out before the match and made himself the guest announcer. And then he made Randy Orton the guest timekeeper. And Seth Rollins grabbed the mic and announced that Ambrose and Reigns are going to be guest commentators. Uh, at one point, Triple H, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose all brawled. And uh, to, end the, to end the match, Triple H punched Rollins in the face. Yeah, now the, the now the forearm. Uh, but then we also saw a spear from Ray, uh, Reigns on Batista. Yes, Batista went to powerbomb Rollins, and uh, the Shield saved him. Yeah, I thought it, this 
match, once again, it goes back to that Batista coming in as a face failing. Uh, it worked out perfectly for the WWE, and I feel like for that aspect, Vince McMahon is very, in the writing, creative, is very lucky uh, for the fact that the, the cards have kind of unfolded into their uh, favor. Yeah. Um, what was next? The Ziggler-Henry? Yeah. All Mark right. Ziggler and Mark Henry went to a time limit draw. That was a beat-the-clock challenge. Yeah, the famous server is kind of awkward. Where wow. he kind of did a famous shirt to Mark Henry's face. I don't recall that now. Yeah, he went for the famous shirt, and it's just like he instead of hit going the leg across the, it looked more like a rough rider. Oh. It, it just looked very awkward. So maybe it was a rough rider. I it wasn't it wasn't a rough rider. It was a famous shirt, but it just looked I don't know. It looked weird. Well, um, the commentators even brought it up. Well, um, to me, I think the the match itself was good, though. I yeah. guess other than the little blip on your map. Yeah. And it's maybe honest. I was watching the unedited version. I don't know. Because how my match order is in a different order than yours, maybe mine's the unedited. Yeah, I don't know. Because there was I a few know. spots that I've spoken about today that you don't recall, or maybe you just it's because it wasn't shown. I don't know. Um, but uh, following following the match, Bad well, News Barrett hell, attacked man? RBD. Well, why would you announce that before saying that RVD is now the official no. number one contender? Yeah, because I think it's a damn. I think it's a damn shame that RVD is the number one contender and Ziggler. Just no. Just, just let's get Ziggler. No, no, he's not going to do anything. I think this is awful because Ziggler and Bad News could have had a really good match for that championship, and I don't think that RVD should be going for this championship. RVD doesn't need a championship. RVD doesn't need to. Uh, we recognize need that recognition anymore. RVD Absolutely. cannot even compete with any of these uh, new coming wrestlers anymore. It's more of a nostalgia factor that you're going to be seeing RVD. Right. Um, now, I, it's well, it's pointless to me. When Barrett came out and hit RVD with the elbow, like I still that that goes back to the whole positioning thing. Like, is every elbow he hits the bull hammer? And that's just... I think so. Stu that's stupid to me. Because that didn't look like the bull hammer that it should look like. I'm okay with it. I mean, it would be cool to see him do the street jacket bull hammer more often. Uh, but I'm okay with the... I mean, it's a, it's a uh, an elbow. A nasty elbow. Chris it, Hero's done it. That doesn't even Masato. look good, though. It just looked like, oh, let me push him. I mean, Chris Hero, Masada Tanaka. I mean, I'm a fan of the elbow. I think that I'm a fan of that finisher. It could be used in many different no, no. positions. No, the finisher and... I understand, but that elbow on Raw looked weak as anything. No. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, main event time, you had John Cena defeating Luke Harper. <clears throat> yes, by disqualification. I yeah. seem to be saying that a lot tonight. Today. Uh, yeah, we had only two. Only two DQs. Well, on SmackDown 2 or no? Uh, and then that one match didn't start. Uh, yeah, SmackDown, Dolph Ziggler, and Batista. Yeah. At the DQ. But, um, but even still, what an amazing match. John Cena and Luke Harper know exactly how to put on five-star matches. Yeah, which is this weird thing because the fans were just too busy singing Adam Rose's theme song and chanting for what sounded like Hulk Cabana. Uh, this was a good match, though. Uh, from the Michinuku driver that Harper did. Um, and then you saw Bray Wyatt get involved with the running uh, Sister Abigails. That looked sick. Uh, where he would run right into the Usos and just nail it. Yeah. 
I think that would be cool to have in the next video game, like as a running finisher. I think a lot of moves are popping up that should be in that in video the, game. Yeah. Was, uh, who was doing the – fuck, man. Someone was bent over and they kicked – it might have been um, Eric Rowan on SmackDown. All right. Uh, John Cena was bent over and Rowan like ran in and just kicked him and Cena went flying. Yeah, like I don't recall ever seeing somebody do something like that. It's they they're doing really cool stuff, and especially shown in this Harper Cena match. Um, yeah, Cena picked up the victory by DQ yeah, because the Usos, so the Usos got taken out, and Rowan hit Cena. Yeah, Rowan hit Cena. Um, so originally the DQ wasn't with Bray Wyatt or the Usos because they kind of uh, yeah they didn't hit each other. Yeah, they yeah. didn't hit anybody. Um, but it did look sick. Could you ever see Luke Harper becoming anything more than a tag team wrestler? I don't know. We almost like, you you popped for the burning hammer setup. Yeah, but why? I mean, why would you rather like what? What's so special with seeing that rather than him dropping it into the neckbreaker? I'm just a big fan of reverse Death Valley drivers. I'm I guess ever since No Mercy, even it, it was one of those moves that even in middle school, like where I would watch a uh, clip on online. And I would see the uh, reverse Death Valley driver done in Japan and stuff. And I would be such a mark for it because it looks so devastating and YouTube painful. didn't exist when you were in middle school. Huh? <laughs> I said YouTube didn't exist when you were in middle school. No, but you could still watch clips. There was barely any like cable for when you were in middle school. No, they still had clips and everything. They still had WrestleZone was up. Yeah, that, that's been up um, for many years. Yeah, I mean they still had GIFs and everything. GIFs. Yeah, um, but that was an awesome spot. Overall, good match. Well done to these two. Yeah. And uh, was... Next week, we're going to have NXT TakeOver, where we're going to be seeing Adrian Neville take on uh, Tyson Kidd, defend his championship. We're going to see the Accession defend their tag team championships against Kalisto and El Local. We're also going to see the vacant women's champion, NXT Women's Championship on the line as Natalya takes on Charlotte, because Natalia defeated Sasha Banks this past week on uh, NXT. What, what word did you say? Huh. We're going to be seeing the blank women's championship? NXT women's championship. Oh, it sounded like you said the naked women's championship. No, uh, the NXT women's championship. Uh, two other matches. We have Adam Ruiz taking on Camacho, which is pretty much just because Camacho has been beating up his Rose buds. And Ty, uh, Tyler Breeze taking on Sammy, Sammy Zayn. That should be a really good match, too. So it should be a very uh, eventful NXT TakeOver. <clears throat> you don't have the ladder match draw or appeal that you did last time. So I really don't expect it to be a higher draw than that first time around. Yeah, I don't know about that. I feel like a live show is a live show that... Yeah, it's not main event and something that everybody's like, oh, it's main event or superstars. It's something new and fresh. Yeah, but how many I, – I could actually see it, main event and superstars getting more views than this. No, uh, I don't think so. I don't think right. – there's more, there's more to this as like a live event rather than just like a WWE one or two match event. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would prefer this, but I don't really know what other wrestling fans are thinking. 
Um, especially different age ranges and stuff like that. Well, if you're somebody listening to this right now, uh, leave us a comment. Let us know if you would prefer main event or where would you prefer to watch main event and superstars or NXT takeover? Well, I feel like our listeners would choose the NXT event because no, you know, I don't speak for our <laughs> listeners, but I don't like, I'm thinking also like a younger audience. We have I a mean, how many audience, people don't we? Huh? We have a young audience. No, I don't think so. I know a five-year-old oh. that listens. Yeah? <laughs> you can go fuck himself. That's, Why is he listening to us? That's messed up, Dave. Um, outside the ring news, WWE, we had the Wyatt family become the new tag team champions at Belfast. Um, Seen it before. Show. Huh? Seen it before. No, what do you mean? Like, we've seen stuff like that happen before. Yes, uh, well, it's happened many times. Yeah. Um, but it's and they always... didn't even become the champions, really. Well, they did become the champions. They had the titles in their hands, but then Fit Finley made a surprise appearance, informing the referee that they used the championship uh, to help assist them in the, getting their victory. You know when and I when the I match read... should be the match should be restarted, and then the Usos retained the championships very quickly. When I read the title on one of the quote-unquote news sites uh it said and fit finley makes surprise appearance and i clicked into it to find out that it was that and i was so disappointed i thought like finley actually wrestled in ireland no why would he wrestle in ireland why wouldn't he they've had some random stuff like that recently didn't they have him like ref a match or yeah ref a match when you're in japan yeah so it's um, not far-fetched yeah but this was i think I think this is awesome, especially for the live crowd. I mean, even watching the clip, hearing Finley's theme song hit, it's – I always love that theme song. What is I, he, the general manager in uh, Ireland? No, he's just a worker backstage. Um, we talk, spoke about Flair. Ring of Honor is going to be working at the Brooklyn Cyclones. Uh, MCU Park in Coney Island, New York. Yeah, which is interesting because usually around this time it's been TNA. But there's but TNA, other. It's been other wrestling companies too. Yeah, but the fact that TNA is not uh, on their upcoming schedule, it's kind of interesting. Not really. Why? Because it's like maybe TNA doesn't want to run there. It was one of their better drawing shows, so that would be surprising. Um, WWE, they have They're running. They don't need to run there. They TNA has a way better shot at this summer than. They have a way better running show or show running than at MCU Park. They have the Hammerstein or, or Manhattan Center is what I should say. And Ring of Honor has that too. They just had it the past, this past weekend. Right, but in So in what's TNA, your point? Well, what's your point to say that? Oh, ROH is running MCU Park. Yeah, and instead TNA of TNA. But TNA has this big show for like three days in a row or whatever. Two days in a All row. All right, but what's that? But Ring of Honor was just there, and they have and, and they Ring have of Honor wasn't just there. there. Ring of Honor didn't run a show there. Okay, they, uh, they WWE don't run the has same, a, It's not the same DVD. building or the same yeah. hall. Have some DVDs coming out. Uh, did you see any of these uh, ideas? I don't think uh, so. Apparently, they're thinking about like how ESPN had that 30 for 30 series. They're thinking about a WWE 30 for 30 series. Oh, you said DVDs, I thought. Yeah, they're uh, to be released on DVD. Oh. Yeah, they're thinking about making like a 30 for 30 series where they, I guess, touch on biographies of specific wrestlers. 
See, when <laughs> I... You sure it was for DVDs and not the network? Uh, yeah. Because when I took DVDs. the survey, when I took a survey for them, they had four new network shows, and I'm almost certain that was one of them. The, from what I read, it was from for upcoming ideas for DVDs. What else is there? Uh, a one-man show where it was like intimate stories on stage. <clears throat> yeah, this was for the network. I don't know. Um, and then WWE reveals where it would be like Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler, Owen Hart, uh, The Click, kind of like uh, touchy subjects to uh, speak upon. So kind of interesting, kind of. Um, I guess that would be a good way to bring in some viewers into the network. Um, going back to that first question, I mean, especially if they have like a 30 for 30 series, if this is just for the network and not on DVD, I think that it could definitely draw, especially like a reveal of like when they speak about Owen Hart or even the Andy Kaufman Lawler. That's such an awesome topic. Um, the Andy Kaufman and Lawler stories. Um, but it's weird. Like, what more can they say about that Owen Hart stuff? Like, what would I don't understand what they would do. I, that's the thing. I don't know. Maybe they would just they would talk to the people that were up there uh, with the harnesses, speak to some of the wrestlers. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, not. I'm not thinking they would do that ever. You know what? I don't know. Um, side note: Chastity Taylor and Tessa Blanchard had uh, tryouts with the WWE, and apparently WWE was impressed with the both of them. Um, so hopefully we can see them doing some business in the future. Did you want to, uh, correct yourself from last week? I think it was. Oh yeah. Last week, uh, there was a rosebud picture and by accident I said, uh, it was Alexa Bliss in the photo, but it was Chastity Taylor. But what's, what bothered me is I was, as looking at the photo, I knew it was Chastity Taylor. It looks like Chastity Taylor blatantly, but for some reason I still said Alexa Bliss so it was kind of like a, uh, a brain fart. So my bad. Yeah. Um, what else? WWE is interested in signing IWGP junior uh, champion Kota Ibushi. But who did he ever beat? No, Tons just of people. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's a big time high flyer. And just a little note. He's actually the only and the first, maybe not the only, but he's the first wrestler to be signed to a contract with uh, the DDT promotion and New Japan Pro Wrestling at the same time, so kind of kind of cool that he's under both promotions, uh, and they're both two of the biggest promotions. That that's the that would be equal to being signed to TNA and WWE at the same time uh, in America. I don't see how that's possible. Apparently, he works mainly DDT, but <clears throat> but he works the pay-per-views of new japan so it sounds so it sounds to me that it's more of like a territory in japan rather than monopoly or whatever which well in the territory days they'd have andre going from territory to territory this guy that guy oh yeah so it sounds like that rather than wwe and tna but that's why that's i think it should business should be done like that i think that the wrestler should have the opportunity to uh i think i think the reason why it's not done like that in america is because what was that greed no no is 100 percent storyline purposes because here you have let's say john cena is signed to tna and wwe we need cena for wrestlemania um but then he's booked the next night, not on Raw, but TNA. But you need to, well, that's the thing. You need to come to some sort of an agreement. Like, uh, you don't, like, this company has him on 
uh, the major pay-per-views, uh, you have to agree with each. You have to be able to work together. And the one thing that they will never do is work together, um, yeah. especially WWE with any other promotion. I mean, well, let's not don't say any other. Yeah, I'm not going to say that because uh, we've seen them work together in the past with ECW. Yeah. Um, just interesting note. There's a lot of rumors going around that Kevin Steen was offered a WWE contract. Um, just, I mean, we don't, we can't confirm it or anything, but I did do some, I was looking to see if I was going to get a Kevin Steen shirt. Um, I went to prowrestlingtees.com and they always, they, Kevin Steen has a shop with them. And when you click, Kevin Steen isn't listed on their actual front page as he used to be with all the other wrestlers. But on the sidebar, his name is still there. If you click into it, the shop for his t-shirts is completely gone. But didn't didn't his shirts get taken down a long time ago and ROH cracked down on saying, I don't, oh no, we don't we can't have you selling your shirts and no, we make no money? I don't think so. I mean they're didn't I mean they're happen? I don't think so. I mean Adam Cole has his shirts up there and he's the current Ring of Honor champion. Like there's a lot of ring, I mean young bucks. There's a lot of wrestlers on in W uh, Ring of Honor that do have shirts up there. Hmm. So just so, I mean there's no WWE wrestler up there. So it's kind oh, of interesting. Wait, yes, there is. Who? Goldust. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's that's very true. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of so interesting. Sorry, Goldust. Nobody... If if WWE didn't know that, and now you're gonna get yelled at. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of interesting. Nobody picked up on it yet uh, on this, but I kind of just – Well, maybe it happened a while up, ago. I don't know. I just stumbled upon it, uh, so it's kind of interesting, though. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's all we have to talk about with uh, sports entertainment, and then we went a little bit further outside the WWE world. Didn't um, we didn't We didn't say that other guy got signed. Who's that? Did we say Drake Younger last time? Drake Younger got signed a while ago. But do we say it ever? Yeah, yeah. We've mentioned that Drake oh. Younger got signed. He's being used primarily as a, a referee. Uh, referee right now. And now Willie Mack? Uh, Re- Willie Mack apparently was – I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if he was offered a deal or if they want to sign him. Uh, Willie Mack from Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Uh, recently, they also signed uh, Prince Devitt apparently. So it's going. It's very exciting to be a WWE fan, especially if you are a fan of all these independent wrestlers. Um, when you think about it, it's kind of mind-boggling that the potential of Kevin Steen, Kenta, Prince Devitt, uh, Pac, Adrian Neville, uh, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, all these wrestlers are going to be under, I mean, CM Punk being the question mark, all being under a WWE contract, Sami Zayn, at the same time. Like, there's a lot of potential of growth. Sounds like the uh, TNA of 2003. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, well, with the fact Not that... Really, because... Yeah, 100%. They had all the Ring of Honor guys in TNA. Yeah, Punk. not anybody that... You had Punk. Did. You had AJ. You had... Uh, not Kazarian. Christopher Daniels. Who else? There was tons of people. Kazarian, Saban. Yeah, see? But even still, I think but I think that inviting them to the uh, developmental area, I think it's great. Hopefully they'll pick up on Tony Nese at some point and a few others. Yeah. I mean, you know for a fact that these people are going to put on – I mean, you know that they're going to put on good matches. Uh, once they 
fit them into storylines and get them adjusted into, I guess, the WWE uh, way in the ring, it's going to be very entertaining. But only time will tell. That is a fact. Uh, let's move on to our break. Yes, we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Hi, this is Dennis Haskins, Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell and Independent Wrestling, and you're listening to Marking Out. We are back here on Marking Out. Uh, unfortunately, this week, uh, we are on the 15th anniversary of Owen Hart's passing. Um, it feels like so, it's wild that so much time has passed uh, since that dreaded day, uh, dreadful day. Um Brandon, what some memories of Owen? I mean, there's like, so many. Uh, just it's weird because, like, back then when I watched, it was like, yeah, I booed Owen because I was how old? Yeah, were you, were you? So you were uh, not a fan of Owen Hart? No, I was though. Like, I would boo him, but I was such a fan of Owen Hart's. Uh-huh. Like, I would watch his matches and just see, like, shit, man, that guy's great. What's fun, like, I've always been a fan of his, um, from watching him with the, uh, uh, as, with high energy, um, just because I, I mean, I wasn't, as a young kid, I didn't watch Japanese wrestling or anything like that, so when I saw him doing, like, a missile drop kick and, uh, insecurity and stuff like that, it was just something I've never seen before and so innovative and cool. Um, and then seeing him when he was uh, a heel with the Slammy Award winner. And and that's the um, thing. is like you watched him wrestle in WWE or WWF at the time as a face. I never saw that. I, yeah. was, only, I was only from 90s, late 97 to 98, which was heel. So Even when he was a heel, I was such a fan of him because he was kind of like a uh, funny, sarcastic heel like like how when he uh, made an entrance with his Slammy Awards with British Bulldog, he cuts right in front of him to get in front of the camera. Like there was just so many small things that he did that I would watch and I would just think was like, wow, this guy's kind of funny. Um, even though they probably just him actually being himself and being funny. Um, it, it's just – and then you hear a lot of stories about him uh, outside of the professional wrestling world. And it's just such an unfortunate uh, thing that took place. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's really not a – I mean, I think we both think about him very often, about how we do miss seeing his matches. Um, I mean, I was just going back watching him versus Jushin Liger the other day um, just because it was like an awesome match to check out. Um, So it is very unfortunate. But yeah, feel free on the to when you comment on this week's episode, share any memories that you have of Owen Hart, uh, funny memories or maybe uh, angry and memories at him. He was with Bret Hart. Um, I mean, I was always sympathetic towards him. I was actually I'm a big Bret Hart fan, but during that era, I was actually cheering for Owen Hart because I wanted to see the uh, I guess the younger brother get out of his older brother's uh, shadow. So it was kind of funny how that worked. Um, yeah. Moving on. Uh, this past week we had some independent wrestling taking place. Momo Mania took place. It was a fundraiser for Team Julia. Uh, Julia has uh, acute pre-B lymphoblastic leuk- uh, leukopenia. 
Um, uh, today or yesterday, it was just posted on their Facebook page, which you can go like, uh, Team Julia, uh, that she was cancer-free. Uh, she's a very young child, so that's always very, um, very good to hear. You never want to hear bad things happen to anybody, especially right. uh, when it happens to little children. I feel like it kind of grabs a hold of more people, um, more attention. Um, so you had a fundraiser taking place in Holbrook, New York, uh, on Long Island. The card featured a ton of uh, of athletes, of wrestlers, uh, some of them featuring the solution, Alvin Alvarez, Stockade, JT Kaysen, Spider, Braden Knight, and a ton more. Um, it was all for a good cause, a fundraiser for Team Julia. Go like it on Facebook. And it's always nice to see wrestling events put on for fundraisers, um, everybody coming together. Yeah. Um, very awesome cause. And it was a nice thing. Uh, it was an outside event. It was nice to be there with a, a cool breeze. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely um, it's different to see an event take place outside. Yeah, you know, normally I I don't like outside events, just for like the weather and everything. Like it could be like extremely hot or extremely cold or something. Yeah. But um, being outside outdoors for a wrestling event, like that close to the action, is is pretty cool. Uh, definitely. Um, it's my only, I guess, what, my second time having done that? So yes. We also had Pro Wrestling Syndicate Refuse to Lose 2014 take place at the Center Circle Soccer Dome in uh, Rahway, New Jersey. The event kicked off. We saw the tag team champions, the Lone Rangers, taking on the new Heavenly Bodies. Uh, this was a great way to open the match, uh, open the the event i should say uh it's awesome to see john silver be as like that little powerful guy like we don't see that in everyday wrestling right yeah for sure and he's been doing it a lot of promotions too so it's good to see that uh that's going over yes and uh announced for well now nah, i'm not gonna say now no we'll no let's about move on later yeah uh, next we show. also had a contract signing between mario bokura and who is the current PWS champion, and uh, Bonesaw, who is the former PWS champion. Um, Talking about moments where Brandon marked out. Dude, I was so happy with this. Like, Just to, just to go back to where you said you don't find no. yourself marking out about spots. No, nope, uh, didn't say you that. Mark, no, you marked out sorry. for sorry. Didn't say I don't mark out for spots. I said I don't cheer uh, for stuff. Uh, you also said mark. No, I don't cheer you, you for you stuff. You did say, if you go back and listen, you said that you don't mark out. Yeah, like I feel like marking out like, oh my God, like this is happening. It doesn't have to be out loud. You can still mark out to yourself, yeah, and well, that you definitely, that. and that you definitely did for yeah. this contract signing because you texted me during it and after, and told me about it after. Yeah, it was like, oh. like it, it was everything you would want from a contract signing, and it was just so powerful that I'm really excited to see their match at SuperCard. Very cool. Uh, you also had uh, Chris Payne team up with Delroy Alexander and Craig Steele to take on his former team. Of the Untouchables, uh, Mr. Bowens, Mr. Uh, Wayward, and Mr. Gamble. Um, unfortunately, Chris Payne was, or Mr. Formerly known as Mr. Payne, was unsuccessful. Yeah, and I have to say that the Untouchables make a great heel group. Oh, of course. I don't think anybody would disagree that has seen them in action. 
uh, they all work very, very well together. Yeah, this match uh, this match came to an end when the referee got distracted by Bowens and Gamble low blowed Payne. So there, <clears throat> we also saw Fala versus Craven Varro in a what was the match being billed as? I don't even know. Grudge match, <clears throat> um, and Craven won by disqualification when the rest of the Cimento family came down. That being the new heavenly bodies uh, causing a disqualification there. Uh, Devin Moore and Kevin Matthews round down to save, I guess, for the save. And after that whole uh, thing took place, Kevin grabbed the mic and offered Craven a spot in reality check. to Which, which he accepted. I mean, who would not accept that one? I definitely know for a fact I would accept that offer if it was offered to me. Um, it would be very interesting to see the reality check expand elsewhere, <laughs> though, into other promotions. It would be kind of interesting. I thought you were going to say it would be very interesting to see me in reality check. Yeah, right. After that, we had the Warlords Open Nelson Challenge. We had three competitors inside the ring, that being CPA, Revolting Blob, and the Jewosaurus Brodus J to accept this challenge. Uh, right off the bat, CPA went out. Uh, Revolting Blob saw that and was like, nope, fuck that, I'm out. And uh, up next, Brodus J had a fighting chance, and I really thought Brodus J was going to break the grip, uh, but ultimately fell to uh, the Warlord. Warlord got on the microphone and challenged anybody back there. Wanted something, wanted something to... Uh-huh. Uh, another thing. Arkham, what happened? Arkham stepped out, and... Uh, Arkham broke it. Very cool. Good for Arkham. Yes. Uh, after the match, I guess, uh, well, after the challenge, uh, Warlord beat down Arkham. But Arkham has that victory over the Warlord. Uh, up next, we have the Extreme Rising Championship on the line. The current champion, Luke Hawks, taking on reality check member Devin Moore. Uh, this was a really good match. And after the match, Luke Hawks grabbed the microphone and uh, basically said that he's with PWS to stay. And right. PWS is a company that pays him and like doesn't dick him around like Extreme Rising did. That's more than I can say about myself. What else do we have? Uh, the Suicidal Six-Way Championship was defended. Uh, Matt McIntosh uh, picked up the victory there. Uh, we had Habib from the Car Wash make his debut. Uh, really over. Big time with the fans, I guess, of Rahway, New Jersey. Um, what else did we have? Uh, during that segment, it was interesting to note that Damian Gibbs was out there with Jay Enterprise, and they announced uh, he was looking for a new bodyguard of sorts and found uh, Tommy Wansaw. I'm going to probably botch that name. But, uh, yeah, so Damian Gibbs has a new bodyguard. Is this guy actually jacked or no? Well, it's it's Tommy. It's I don't know. I guess I mean he's big. He's gigantic. All right. Uh, what else do we have? We have Dan Moff taking on Starman. Uh, Starman, what a brutal match this was. Uh, after the match, uh, Starman picked up the victory, and it led into Moff getting really pissed off and hitting Starman with the burning hammer four times in a row. 
Uh, Moff grabbed the mic and said that at Supercard, it's going to be a TLC, all tables, ladders, chairs, and a barbed wire match. So, Interesting. Yeah. We also had Jeff Jarrett taking on Kevin Matthews in what's said to be a very, very good match. That was um, honestly probably my second favorite Kevin Matthews match. Just, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it was... It was cool to see. I'm sure other promotions when Jeff Jarrett gets brought in these days is like a face. Yeah. But the crowd, the PWS crowd hated Jeff Jarrett. Very cool. I, I mean, they love Kevin. They love Reality Check. And it was just a great match. Who picked up the victory? Kevin Matthews defeated Jeff Jarrett. And uh, I guess we'll see the outcome of everything from Refuse to Lose next month. Uh, on June 7th at the returning to the Rahway Rec Center for Supercard. Uh, we'll definitely cover all of that next week. All right. Do yeah. you want to mention any promoters or nah? I don't know what you mean. All right. Uh, moving on to Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, War of the Worlds took place uh, this past weekend as AJ Styles successfully defended his championship against Okada and uh, Michael Elgin. You also had Adam Cole defend his uh, Ring of Honor championship against Jushin Liger. Um, new new champions, Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly defeated the Young Bucks for the tag team champion, the Ring of Honor tag team championship. And you had a ton more other matches. Uh, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Kevin Steen in what was a hard, stiff, uh, strong style wrestling match. After that match, did Kevin Steen grab the microphone and say he's done? No. That did not happen. Um, apparently, that did happen at another event, though, where he did give a kind of a farewell speech. I'm not, I forgot what promotion, but he did give a sp- uh, farewell speech. And then got interrupted by a wrestler? Uh, yes. Uh, Actually, no, that may have happened here. I don't recall. Yeah, that's what I think um, it happened here. I'm not sure, though. Maybe. Uh, we also saw, the, did you mention the Bullet Club? No, right? No. We saw the IWGP Tag Team Championships on the line. Uh, Bullet Club, uh, I guess, defeating the Briscoes, retaining yeah. their championships. Guns and Gallows, yeah. No, no championships switched hands here, right? Uh, just the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. Oh, okay. Yeah, everything else was retained. Um, upcoming on May 25th, you're going to have New Japan Pro Wrestling. Back to Yokohama Arena, where AJ Styles is going to finally take on Okada in the rematch, uh, one-on-one. You're also going to have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Daniel Gracie. Uh, hopefully Nakamura knocks Gracie's face inside out. Um, Wait, they're having another Gracie wrestle? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, two of them are still wrestling there. I, don't I thought get, they were really shitty. Why would they continue they are. to wrestle there? I don't understand the appeal to it. I wonder I don't if get people it. pop over there for that. Maybe. Um, and then starting on May 30th, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Best of the Super Junior 21 is going to be starting up and finishing, concluding June 8th at their pay-per-view, as their yearly pay-per-view. Um, some of this, the wrestlers included in this little tournament are some of the, like a round robin, some of the best of the world at the, of the cruiserweights. Um, you're going to have Tiger Mask, the Young Bucks, Desperado, Alex, Alex Shelley, Jushin Liger, Takamichi Nuku, Kenny Omega, and so many more. Um, one match that I that is upcoming that I'm looking forward to trying to watch is Takamichi Nuku versus Jushin Liger. 
I think that should be kind of an exciting match. Yeah, I mean, both we've seen their their history. Yeah. Um, also upcoming on May 30th in Allentown, Pennsylvania, you're going to have WXW C4 in action. Uh, you're going to see the WXW C4 Ultimate Heavyweight Champion Lance Anawaii defend his championship against Bandito Jr. Um, you're also going to see a special six-man tag team match as the Sons of Samoa and Carlito go against Gene Snitsky, Havoc, and A.C. Anderson. You do not want to miss this going down in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah, speaking of uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania, is the next night also Allentown? No, sir, but it is in Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Sunbury, Pennsylvania, May 31st. We'll see uh, what? You're going to have the New World Order invade uh, the C4 Nation as you're going to have the WWE Hall of Famer Scott Hall and X-Pac team up with Cody Hall to take on, I think it's, uh, let's see, to take on Lance Anawahi. Hold on. Is it sad? Here we go. X-Pac, Cody Hall, and Scott Hall, or it may be with Scott Hall. Okay, yes, Scott Hall's not wrestling. Sorry. X-Pac and Cody Hall with Scott Hall taking on the Sons of Samoa with the great Samu. And that night, you're also going to be seeing the current champion, Lance Anawahi, defend his championship against Carlito. That is, if he retains against Bandito Jr. the night before. You're also going to be seeing BYOB taking on Xer, guys. Should be a very good match. The WXWC4 Tag Team Championship will be on the line as well. So you don't want to miss this, uh, miss this event at all. It's the Shikalami Showdown. Shekalami High School in uh, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. I wish I knew how to pronounce that. I don't know how that <laughs> worked out. But yeah, tickets are only $17. That is a steal uh, for ringside even. That is ringside seats are $17. You do not want to miss this. Go visit WXWC4.com. It's you will brand new. Rent. Brand new website too. Yes, it's brand fresh new. You get to also meet X-Pac, Cody Hall, Razor Ramon, Samu, Lance Anawahi and a ton more. Uh, Gene Snitsky, you do not want to miss this. WXWC4.com. Also, oh, yes. sorry, I was going to say, no, no. also on May 31st, out uh, in Deer Park, Long Island, New York, from the NYWC Sportatorium, we have NYWC Fusion. Um, yes. Well, yeah, uh, usually this is a yearly event where you have two six way matches where the two winners of both matches take on the current Fusion champion later on that night for the main event. Um, in one of the six-way matches, you have Braden Knight versus the Grim Reaper versus Jake Saw, Rex Lawless, Chainsaw Joe Gacy, and the Kentucky Gentleman Chuck Taylor. And yeah, what about that? Also, we have Alvin Alvarez taking on Anthony Nice versus Black G's, uh, Justin Toxic, King Mega, and Francis Kiplin Stevens. Yeah, so, who is the former champion? It'll be one of one of those twelve or two of those twelve men going on to take on uh, flawless Blake Morris, who's the current champion. Yeah, and he's pretty much riding a hot streak right now, so it's going to be definitely interesting to see what could happen. Yeah, we also uh, have the Starlet Championship on the line. Uh, Riccataldo is going to guest referee this match. Oh yeah, my favorite person on the indie scene. We have Chrissy Rivera, who is the current uh, NYWC Starlet Champion, taking on Marty Bell. 
Yeah, you're also going to have the tag team champions in action, Rack and Sack defending it against Milk Chocolate. Um, you're going to have, uh, I guess, um, one of their many matches. I guess they've been building quite a feud because J-Ro has been picking up some uh, tainted victories. So you're going to have J-Ro taking on Stockade. Yeah, we'll also see Aria Cadenza in action again, taking on Sammy Pickles. Should be a good match. You don't want to miss seeing those two in action. Uh, new to the ring and, uh, well, new to uh, pro wrestling, but definitely do not look like it at all. Uh, you'll have Ju uh, Matt Justice and Jesse Vane, the former tag team champions, taking on Apollyon and Bill Carr in what should be a very good match as well. Yes. Um, yeah, you, you have JT Kaysen, Papadon, and a ton more. You never know what other matches could be added that night. Uh, make sure you're checking it out. May 31st, Long Island, Deer Park, New York, uh, NYWC Sportium. Tickets are only $20, $20 for general admission, only. So check out nywcwrestling.com for more information. Um, you know, I think it's that time of uh, the podcast, right? Yeah, put yourself over. No? Not gonna say, Dave? Shameless plugs? Shameless plugs! Yes, yes, yes. It is time for some of the best people around. That is right. It is the shameless plugs. Um, thank you very much to the following people that promoted us during Monday Night Raw and throughout the week of pro wrestling on Twitter. Uh, B. at NYWC underscore sign guy. Steve at Steve underscore of Underscore Smeg, Jobber Nation Radio at Jobber Nation. Justin, I, I, wait, but to cut you off, sorry there. I uh, I pop for for their uh, for What's the, that? for that tweet during Raw of theirs. Oh, their Jobber Nation is very funny. When they when they wrote to us, they said, "Don't be a lemon, be a mark, and follow at Marking Out." They've got podcast tweets, a guy in a mask, and possibly a giant rabbit. Yeah, no, they're so, very funny. Uh, we actually, I think we met, we, yeah, we met them at WrestleMania in Florida. Um, so go check them out. Uh, go listen to them. Support them. Uh, go check out Justin at Justin DeRosa316. Jasmine at Reverse Adam Saj, uh, WWE underscore podium. You got hashtag MWR. Jonathan at KillaJF. Brittany at Glamazon Broski. CW Sumner 51. Go follow him. And also go follow Pro Wrestling Smart at Swag Jabber. So go check them all out. Thank you all for the support. We much appreciate it. Um, hopefully, we can break 8,000 followers kind of soon. Uh, getting a little bit antsy. The growth got to keep it going. Um, also, go check out Weekly Wrestling Podcast. Um, Awesome people over there. Uh, they run a live special every almost every week where they attend wrestling events, and they will cover it live. Uh, you could go follow them on Twitter at Weekly W Podcast. You could go check them out at WeeklyWrestlingPodcast.com. You could also go follow, um, go purchase one of their shirts. They have some awesome, awesome shirts. You could go check that out at uh, WeeklyWrestlingPodcast.Spreadsheet.com. Um, so go check all of those out for sure. Um, thank you very much. They actually promoted us during their live coverage. Uh, very nice of them. Also go check out Around City for all of your uh, 
New York Mets news updates, interviews, everything. They give you every last bit of information that you need if you are a New York Mets fan. Uh, it is run by Josh and Brad. Go check them out. Go check out Around City. Uh, you can go check them out on Twitter at Around City. And I will be tweeting out during Monday Night Raw a tweet to go uh, a link that you can go actually go listen to them at. I think you may be able to find them on Twitter on iTunes. So if you're a Mets fan, you definitely want to go check out Around City. I feel like so we just they, lost viewership for, for mentioning the Mets. The Mets? Yeah. Why? I don't know. People seem to not like the Mets. I don't know. Um, so go check them out. Around City and Weekly Wrestling Podcast. Thank you, everybody, so much. Um, and that's all I got for my shameless plugs. Uh, side note, while I have the spotlight on me, why the hell is Bobby Lashley's running power slam called the Dominator? Is why? It? Yes, 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 yes. They are calling it the Dominator. As if Farouk never had a finisher called the Dominator. Yeah, but I'm sure there's other people out there with finishing names that. Are no, the same. not if you're on the main spot on one of the bigger promotions. Go fuck yourself, Bobby Lashley and TNA Wrestling. And for that, I will not cover you this week. Brandon, you got any shout outs? This is Marking Out Smooth Jazz. Brandon Shoutouts gonna make you come. Uh, first, uh, I have to say that I absolutely love watching interesting documentaries, and Netflix is great for that. Uh, the other day, I watched one called Muscle Shoals. It's about Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and all the music that came from there. Uh, this documentary is getting the shout out, and I really do hope that everybody listening goes to Netflix or finds it somewhere to watch it. Um, a few people in it. There's Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Alicia Keys, Bono, etc. Definitely check that out. Uh, next shout out goes to Judah Friedlander. If you're in the New York City area this uh, yeah this Wednesday, May 28th, he'll be performing an hour-long set at the stand in New York City. There's no drink minimum. Uh, most comedy clubs do have that. This doesn't. It's only $15 to the show. Uh, you should definitely go check him out. He's very funny live. It's such an awesome show. Yeah. I, like, I'll see it over and over again. I, just, I love seeing him. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, uh, JR's Barbecue Sauce gets the last shout-out. Uh, it's almost summer, and I already need a refill again. Uh, I made Sloppy Joe's the other night with his barbecue sauce and his seasoning, and I recommend that you do that as well. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, if you got, if you do end up doing that order, I may have to get in on that. Uh, get some. Uh, well, we mustard. shall. We shall see, David. Nobody eats mustard these days. I love. The I'm mustard. just kidding. I'm sure everybody eats mustard. I just don't eat mustard. But it is time for our. That's right, it's the markout moment of the week. And this week I was watching the Nakamura, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Steen from Ring of Honor War of the Worlds. And I was marking out completely at the entrances. Um, even before the match, I was just really looking forward to it. I was just marking out for uh, Nakamura's entrance just to see him in New York and everything. Um, 
I'm just a big fan of Nakamura, so were the entrances was... like like no normal entrance? Oh wait, well normal entrances for them isn't like isn't that like big? Well, no, it wasn't New Japan big. It was just Ring of Honor. Oh, so you just like you were marking out at the fact that it was yeah. like, in New York and everything yeah. at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Not even. I was just marking out for the fact that I was about to see Nakamura versus Steen. Oh, okay. Like in that entire like. I don't know why, but even maybe maybe it was the crowd, how loud they were for both wrestlers during the entrances. Um, but yeah, I marked out big, and the match didn't even start. That's, so that's awesome. Yeah, so that was me marking out this week. Uh, I'm sure that there's been plenty other times you had a mark out one of the week. Did I? Yeah, that contract signing at PWS. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't want to admit it, but we. No, I'll admit that. I'll 100 percent admit that. You and like that out. was like. It was so good. Like, I don't know. I can't. I can't wait to watch the DVD again and get that and see that again. Yeah. So, thank you very much for listening. That is our episode of Marking Out. You can go check us out on Twitter at Marking Out. You can go listen to our past episodes at MarkingOut.com. You can go like us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Marking Out. Make sure that you are following Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. And make sure that you are following Dave at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Most likely, I will try to encourage you not to follow me if you are following me because I do not see the reason to follow me. Um, but yes, thank you very much. We appreciate the support. Let's keep that March to 8,000 followers continuing. Uh, yeah, let's do it. It's got to happen before the episode goes live, right? Maybe. I hope so. Oh, no, it can't. Absolutely can't. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Even if we get our, uh, our, our support from some people, yeah, I don't think that happen. is, uh, foreseeable in our future. I, I saw, I saw the 99 and I was like, oh, we're right there. Like, what is he saying? <laughs> yeah. But that was our show this week. Thank you so much for listening. We wish you the best, best of luck. luck in your future endeavors. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.